I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast Women's Cricket Show. With me, Naomi Payne, Becky Rushton, and Jenny Potter. For your latest dose of all things women's cricket in the West Midlands. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Cow Corner Women's Cricket Show from the Cow Corner Podcast, a new show looking at everything to do with women's cricket in Shropshire and the Women's Midland League. And we are starting with the big one. It's the big pre-season preview. You can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Use the hashtags hashtag Cow Corner and hashtag Cow Corner WCS to interact with us. Or alternatively, you can at tag us at, at Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and at Cow Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, a new format means new hosts, so let's meet them. Alongside me, Naomi Payne, you've got Jenny Cottam and Beck Rushton from Quad. Hello, everyone. How are we all? Hello. I'm good. I'm good thank you. So are we all keen to get on with this new chapter? Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think um, there's lots going on in the county and the region that actually a lot of people don't know about. Hopefully it'll be an insight. So as you said that we've got, we're, I'm from Quart and I play on uh, Saturdays for the Quart second 11 and also captain Quart first on Sunday where we play in the West Midlands Women's Cricket League, which we've been, Quart's been playing in for over now, what, nearly 20 years. Um, I think it first started up early 2000s. So I took over from I think Kelly Evans and Hayley Robinson had a few stints as captaining and so I've captained for the last few years and got us to where we are now. Yeah, In a very good position. Yeah well so like like Jen I uh, I've also played for Quat and um, have done it again for a few a few seasons now. I originally started off in the second team um, but then sort of within a season or so made it to the first so uh, so yes it's all good in the uh, the Premier League now. Yeah, myself 
you know, I started off my career playing mostly men's cricket for Oswestry. And then I was introduced by a cricketing stalwart in Os- in, uh, in Shropshire, uh, Louise Pugh. She said, you know, I'll come along and play for, for Quat. So I went, and I think my first game was at Blockswitch, <laughs> of all places. Uh, and I think, you know, that was, that was a good few years ago now. So I've been playing Quat women's for, I think, maybe 12 years now. So quite a long time and it's yeah for me it's it's always been one of the best clubs I've played for so yeah love it there I think there's a lot of girls there at Quat um with thanks to Lou um and now I think she's doing a lot um over in Pontsbury to bring those girls over there along as well which is really great to spread it around the county so you know it's really good to have people from their local areas starting things up and you know rather than having a lot of cricket in one area in the county yeah it's good to spread it about a little bit isn't it get as many girls as we can involved right it's all shaping up to be a great show so let's get on with it here's what's to come on episode one of the new cow corner women's cricket show the big pre-season preview coming up on episode one of the cow corner podcast women's cricket show we discuss the latest cricket news and look to what's to come in 2021 we preview all of the 2021 west midlands women's cricket league divisions and the super eight Finally, we pick our ones to watch for 2021. All this and much more in a bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast Women's Cricket Show. So the season is upon us again. Cricket Nets have started back up and the fixtures are out. The excitement is all around us once again and the ECB brought out their latest guidance and it's no surprise really to see that not much has changed this year. So my question is, how have we all wintered and did we ever doubt that we would start on time? I think it's um, a really interesting one this year um, from my perspective, a sense that we haven't played this division of cricket for a while now and having had no winter nets, which we would normally have done, and I was hoping to do some more with the women this year, it, it feels like everyone's a bit rusty. You know, we've had one game in the women's division and I felt like everyone's kind of like still testing the water with and aren't perhaps into their rhythm yet. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that affects teams in the next few weeks because I know in terms of bowling, batting, injuries, when you haven't been doing something for a while, you know, you pick up those tweaks that you perhaps weren't feeling and then you go and bowl nine overs on the trot and... You, you suddenly feel like you're you can't walk the next day or you, you you know you're suddenly thinking why on earth why on earth am I playing this game yeah um, down the stairs is a, is a nightmare <laughs> yeah so I think I think perhaps a lot of the girls are thinking I wish I hadn't I wish I'd had a bit more um and I'm definitely feeling a bit rusty with the ball um and it's just trying to get as much practice in now and obviously it's quite cold still at the moment and the weather's not helping out really um so hopefully it brightens up a bit and we get a bit more underway no i'm definitely one of them that's uh just obviously struggles to get back into it over the winter it's you know obviously staying fit has been been a challenge and i'm just glad to to get back started it's you know every season's a new a new challenge and um obviously this is is going to be more challenging than most yeah it's definitely a difficult one isn't it you know you know, you haven't picked up a bat for ages. No, like, you know, what you said, Jen, not having any winter nets or anything. 
you know, you feel so out of touch. And I think, you know, I think it'll show in the early part of the season, maybe some early season mm-hmm. scores, some low scores. But, you know, as people try and find their rhythm, but, you know, it never really leaves you, does it? You'll Everyone will kind of get back into the Yeah, season. I think it's one of those as well that um, we've, there's been some girls in the division we play in that have been able to have training over the winter, which, because they've been part of the Central Sparks Leap Pathway, and it's really interesting to see who those girls have been um having obviously played only the one game but at the moment i'm seeing those girls that have perhaps had a bit more training over the winter and thinking they look a lot more ready to start than perhaps we do than those that haven't been on that pathway and i think we'll get into it a bit later but actually looking after looking at after first games there are some standout performances from people who perhaps have had that training over the winter. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then in terms of sort of travel and stuff, is there any concerns? Um, I think um, as a going forward, actually, I think it'll be it's a lot easier. Um, we've had years gone by where we've been in uh, playing in Oxfordshire, playing in like not all over the place, and it was meant to be the West Midlands. So they've really reform of the West Midlands. Um, cricket league has been done in the last two years and I think it's really it will really help with travel and getting people to play and things like that because um we're not having to say well it's going to be two hours to Banbury and on a Sunday you know it could be really late getting back we've done many of those I know Beck you've you've probably been like that you've you've been and done it as well so I think actually traveling at the moment it's it's not too bad it's you know it's still not Shropshire, just Shropshire in the West Midland League, but there's lots more opportunities within the county now. No, sort of obviously this season, socialising isn't going to be as easy as it has been previous previous years. And whilst it's important for every club to to have that social aspect, and you know, not just on on the pitch, but the you know your your social days um, out as a club, and and that important drink after after a game, which I know many players look forward to. It's you know, it's a, I think the sooner things can get back to normal, well, you know, and we don't have to to stand outside with that drink at the end of a at the end of a game in the in the pouring rain it will be it'll be great to as I said get back get back socializing as as we have done previously I think a big one for me actually as well is is like it seems really simple but the use of changing rooms I think you've kind of got that more sort of like spirited feel as a team when you're sitting around you're sitting around in the team in the changing room and you're chatting away and you don't really have to worry about people who are near you mm, I think it's like yeah. kind of like kind of if after a game like if things haven't gone well or also have gone well. It's like you have those chats in that environment and like it's a bit tricky to do that on a bench in the middle of everybody else moving around and umpires coming left, right and centre to have a chat and the parents coming in and you know what I mean? It is that kind of, it. the change room actually facilitates something else other than changing. It also facilitates that discussion, like how you talk and especially with a lot of young girls who play I think it is like a vital part of the game that they don't, they perhaps don't realise they get from it. But it's those little things like, right, these are the key things I want you to do today. You perhaps don't get that as much because you don't get that time in a room together. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So as well as all this, there are lots of things going on in Shropshire and the Midlands this year. And Beck, I'm going to pass over to you and you're going to give us a rundown about what's going on. So, first of all, we've got um, the softball competition in Shropshire 
that kicks off this weekend. So the 9th of May, um, there's three festivals going on. We've got one at Sentinel, one at Shelton and, and one at Shifnal. The Super 8 um, tournament that kicked off last week, sorry, the 25th of April. Um, and that again is due to the next round is the 9th of May. And then the West Midlands League as well, which started on the 2nd of May. So we also have the Shropshire 100 um, this season. The finals from last season I've carried forward and they are going to be played on the 12th of May with the hope of having another competition later on in the season. I'd say from um, my point of view that, Beck, that the Super 8s for us at Quat are that kind of development league for us. Um and hopefully this year it will give a chance for some of those girls that haven't perhaps played in our or the step up is a bit too high in the Prem division to play some actual adult women's cricket so they get a bit seasoned to it, which I think a lot of clubs use it for, which is a really good pathway. Um, I know Pano and I, we're involved with the Shropshire 100 as part of the ambassadors and it's a great tournament that we started off last September, having women's postcodes as what team they play in and obviously having the Shropshire split into four regions. And so I'm part of the Southern Steamers as part of the south of the county and you, Pano, you're up in the up in the north, aren't you? Yeah, we're sort of central, central yeah, region, uh, central and uh, west, central and west region, uh, Seven Storm. So yeah, that's really exciting. Obviously, finals day, it's, it's, it's me against Jen. So... Yeah. That'll be quite a good one. So it's, you know, Seven Storm against Southern Steamers. So, I mean, you know, on, on, on our part, the Seven Storm, we're looking to kind of like kick on from where we left off in that season. So, you know, we did we did pretty well. So um, we're looking to to kind of, you know, finish it the way we started it really. And But yeah, also for me, you know, softball competitions, you know, bringing a team from Oswestry, that's a big thing for us at the moment. We've obviously not got as many girls who are at that hardball level so I'm sort of you know working quite hard there trying to get them sort of through the ranks really so softball is a big thing for us so we you know we're really looking to sort of like kick on with our skills and uh, and nail those down and and hopefully sort of progress towards the end of the season into some hardball stuff and hopefully we'll be you know maybe meeting Quat in the uh, Super 8s next year. That'd be great that would be very nice. Yeah love it. Right, I think it's time we move ourselves on to the main part of the show. It's the 2021 Cow Corner Women's Cricket Pre-Season Preview. Let's get into it. (laughs) Right, so it's that time of year again. And we are now going to go through the preview of three divisions and the Super 8 in the West Midlands Women's Cricket League. Before later on, picking out some individual players to look out for in the Mixed Cricket League. But anyway, let's get started with Division 2. So in Division 2 in the 2021 season, we have Berkswell, Brockhampton, Earlswood, Forton and Wolverhampton. What do we think of these? Um, Well, Berkswell, it's their second team. And we've obviously got as quad, we've got Berkshire first in our in the Prem, which we'll talk on a bit later. But to have a second team in a in a women's league is good going. We've done it like quite often it before, and it is hard work. And I think that's through a bit of dedication to Sarah Ginn, who's there at Berkswell. 
and they've got a good pathway for their juniors to come along. And I think they've got some players who have, you know, played a lot, a bit more cricket to bring on those juniors. So I think they'll be an all right team. But obviously, as summer holidays come and things like that, will some of those players have to move up into the ones? Will they fall short a little bit? So, you know, they may be using Division 2 as that pathway for them and they're quite happy. But then at the same time, they may want to push themselves and get into that Division 1. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, pulling out a second team, you know, for women's is serious dedication. I mean, you know, kudos to them for, for being able to do that. It, it is difficult. You know, they, they haven't been the steadiest. They didn't have a great 2019 season. I'm not really sure what they did in 2020, but um, they got a couple of decent players by the looks of things. They got two fishers there who look very good. But yeah, no, I think, you know, juniors, hopefully they can keep all the juniors, uh, keep the interest going and it would be interesting to see how they go, to be honest, through the rest of this season. Okay, so Brockhampton? Um, I have to say, I don't know too much about Brockhampton. Um, there's some, I haven't played against them, so I wouldn't be able to tell you or name perhaps some of their players. I've noticed they haven't entered the Super 8 um, this year, but they have entered um, another T20 competition. Um, but I have to say, they're kind of someone that I'd look, want to look out for, see see how they get on. Um, they haven't, they were, because there's five teams in this division, um, they were the team to not have a game uh, last weekend. So to be honest, it's one of those that we'll, we'll have to see how the season progresses for them. Yeah, I think, you know, going back and having a bit of a look, they've uh, they've done well previously. Uh, again, Brockhampton's not a team I've come across before. You know, but they look they look like a good team. They look they've got some good wicket te- wicket takers. Uh, you know, the batting order, Tingle up top, she looks like a very good scorer. So she could um, she looks like she could definitely punish some uh, some pretty poor bowling. But you know, on the flip side, Danielle McQueen, I think, looks quite good with the ball. So yeah, nice wicket taker there. So um yeah, again, a good team to to look out for in division two, I think. So Earlswood then? Um, so I think they, they've got onto, off to a bit of a flyer in that first game that they played. I think it was, um, I think their sisters, Laura Smitten and Natasha Smitten, got 82 and 89 respectively. Um, so managed to get 329 off their 40 overs, which uh, they were playing Fulton, which is pretty good going. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those that actually, I think if they keep on getting scores like that, then you're looking at them trying probably pushing for that Div 1 spot. And I, I looked at the girls and they play and played all their cricket at Earlswood, which is really great to see because sometimes with the attraction of Prem cricket and Div 1 and perhaps better better cricket, um, then girls do leave and go away from their home club. It's really nice to see that, you know, looks like they're trying to build something at their ground. That's really great to see. Yeah, I tell you, it, it it's not very often that you see in women's cricket a team posting over three hundred runs. Yeah, it's very very rare actually. I mean, you know, for me at Quat, I can probably only count maybe half a dozen times mm-hmm. that you know that we've managed three hundred runs. So it is it is a massive milestone. So three hundred twenty nine, and only for you know losing four of your players, it's a it that's a very good run. And yeah, like you say, Jen, uh, the Smitten sisters look good. Laura in particular, um, you know, I'm pretty sure she's still under 18. Um, so to have someone with clearly a massive amount of talent, you know, contributing to a 300 plus score, I think that girl's going to do really well. She's going to go very far. So yeah, she's definitely one to watch. And I think Illswood will do well. They will do well this year. 
So what about Fortin? So obviously uh, Shropshire side, um, Sophie Morton is continuing to play with them. That's her home club. Um, and But the captain now is Emily Cox and um, she's, because it's Fortin have joined with Eccleshaw and I think Emily's comes has come from Eccleshaw and I think I've had a look as well and it looks like quite a few of their players have come from Kenilworth Wardens who I don't think have much of a women's setup anymore so it's you know it's good I'm really glad to see that Fortin have been able to maintain their team because it you know, at the end of the day, I feel like they, they probably get overlooked in Shropshire a little bit. You know, they've been going for probably a good five, six years, maybe more. And I think, you know, actually, we really need to support them and try and get as many girls, Shropshire girls playing for that team. And I, I did note that they played with 10 on Sunday. So it's a little bit disappointing in a way when I know that we've got plethora of under 13s under 15s that would be eligible you know to could have filled that 11. Yeah definitely agree I think you know Fortin have struggled in recent years I think for for scores and and you know winning winning games but obviously you know amalgamating with Eccleshaw as well and getting a feed from um, clubs that haven't done quite so well with their women's setups I think that's kind of hopefully that's going to set them up quite well because you know, Shropshire and Shropshire clubs here together, you know, we like to stand side by side and, and support each other because, you know, we don't want to see people kind of, um, well, clubs sort of failing. So it's good that uh, Fortin have got a bit of a base to go from. So hopefully they can produce some good stuff this season. And um, as another player from Shropshire, I really hope that they do well. So finally then, final club of uh, Division 2, we've got Wolverhampton. So we play quite a lot um, against Wolverhampton, and it's quite useful as well. They're obviously not too far away from Quat as well. Um, I know quite a lot of the girls there because I went to school with them. Um, and Arthur Pickering has been the store of women's cricket at Wolverhampton um, for so many years. And, uh, you know, bless him, he tries his best to get as many girls playing there as possible. Um, I know they've got um, Alex Hale and Amber Sandu, who you know, our local girls and they they want to help out as much as they can at Wolverhampton uh, and make sure, you know, and they enjoy it as well at the end of the day. They they love their cricket, the girls do. So I'm, you know, I always want them to do well and they always bring on the new girls as well. Yeah, they've got Alice, Alice Reed there as well now, haven't they? She's, you know, we know her quite well from Quat, so. Uh, yeah, so, no, yeah, Alice has gone over to Wolverhampton actually um, she um, goes to school in Wolverhampton so she's playing with um, a few more of her friends from school which you know is great because um, at the end of the day if you've got friends in cricket you'll stay in cricket. Yeah exactly and you know from our part as, as Quart and having played with her before you know we want you know yeah. we wish her well at, at Wolverhampton. I think Wolverhampton have previously relied a lot on Alex I think mm-hmm. a lot of their runs have come from her and similarly with you know, Amber Sander as well, the, the wickets have come from her quite a lot as well. But they seem to have quite a good sort of array of players there. Um, you know, with, a you know, Arthur, you know, they can, I think they can do well as long as they've got, I mean, Alex is there, you know, they, hopefully she's not the only one that's kind of like building the fort there. I hope that they can yeah, I think, um, support her, I, really. I saw on um, Sunday, they, they managed to get pick up a win and, um, Rose, there's Rosie there who got um, 35 runs at the bat and you know it's really nice to see other girls picking up the runs around because 
the end of the day, we know you need your top order if you want to progress in the divisions above. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. Yeah. You know, everyone everyone chips in and but yeah, hopefully well they'll they'll do quite well. But for me, I think looking at that league, uh I would say Earlswood will top that league. I, you know, I think they've done really well in the first game. They've they've hit the ground running. Um and with Laura Smitten there, I think, you know, you know, putting out runs like that at her age, she is she is class and for me, whoever's going to win that league, girls would, for me, are going to win that league. Yeah, I think I probably, have, um, from what I've seen so far, I think um, I probably agree with you on that one. Okay, so I think it's now time to move on to Division 1. So in Division 1, we've got Aswood Bank, Four Oak Saints, JG Meakin, Milford Hall, Old Elizabethans and Pershaw. Shall we start with Aswood Bank? Right, Aswood Bank, they're... A team that we know very well, I think, quite we've played we played a friendly against them last year. Um, and I think we've probably played them on and off. You know, we've kind of perhaps missed each other in divisions a couple of times, but they've probably been another long-standing club with a women's section. A bit very similar to us, got a few really good players and that really help, like Claire, Claire Boycott, who's Aswood Bank through and through. She I think she got a ton this weekend. Um, against Four Oak Saints and there's also you know Jess Humby as well who is a really good bowler handy with the bat as well with the Worcester setup um, and I think they've really tried to push their girls junior setup going on I know I uh, follow their Twitter and stuff and they've had a few girls that get into the Worcestershire County setup so I think I know sometimes they can struggle for players but I think with those girls coming through I think they should be fine and, you know it's just you know Claire is a massive player for them. If Claire's unavailable, you know, you suddenly have a sigh of relief um, when you turn up and you think, oh, she's not here, that's great. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> playing with her, but I don't want to bat against her. I'm still with her. All against her. Um, so, you know, and she's been one of these uh, players who's been part of the Central Sparks training over the winter. And obviously, you know, Getting a turn first game of the season, obviously that winter training's helped, you know. But I wouldn't, you know, she's a great talent. Yeah, I mean, for Aswood Bank, it, it's one of those places when you see it on the fixture list. For me, you're like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, if you rock up there and you see Boyks's name on the on the team sheet, you're thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> she bats, she bowls, she's in the field. She's she is everywhere. I mean, she is one of those players who you just can't get past. She is so. She, I mean, she has got quality. She is. Yeah. She is a very quality player. I mean, if you get up there, if you can get Boyks out at the top of the order early, you stand a chance of beating Aswood Bank. If she gets in and gets set like she did in this first game, 122 in your first game. I mean, good player, very good player. But yeah, no, Jess Jess Humby as well, bowling Esther Poole, good good players, very good team actually. Aswood Bank, good team, hard team to beat on their day. Um, so yeah. So Four Oak Saints. Um, so Four Oak Saints, they've come up the divisions a little bit. They've been in Division One for the last few years now, um, and they play at quite a small ground over Coventry Way, I think it is that. And it's 
it, it's one where I was really happy to hit a six onto the railway track um, when I played them um, because I'd never hit six before. But you know, it's you kind of gotta you gotta take those wins and you've got to enjoy those games where you think maybe I may hit a six today. Um, but I'd say that they're a they're a side that have got a few older players that steady the side along and then bring on the, the youth below. I don't want to say we've had one-sided games against them when we've played them in the past, because I think there's a couple of times when it's got close. But I think um, we are, I think as a bowling attack, they're all right. And I think it's just with the bat, they perhaps need to get pick up a few more runs. Yeah, I would agree. They've got a very good mix of, of experience and the junior players which for any women's team is very important. You know, having having youngsters coming through, you always need those sort of steady heads and those older players to kind of support them. And I think as long as they're there, they stand a good chance of, of doing quite well. But yeah, I mean, it's a very small ground in places. So it is quite easy to score runs. So, I mean, your bowling's got to be pretty on, on point when you go yeah. back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing Jenny hit a six there, almost <laughs> onto the railway track, I think all of us cheered. Actually, at one point, <laughs> I think the umpire yeah, was very no surprised kidding. what I was doing dancing down the track. <laughs> I'm just really happy. I'm pretty sick. sure you raised your bat actually for your six. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. I think you did. Anyway, we'll just move on from that. <laughs> it was a momentous occasion. Yeah. What, I'll skip again a sec. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of players, I mean, Sophie Davis. Uh, very good all-rounder uh, um, with the ball, Michelle Cole, uh, good mm. good with the ball. So, like you say, Jen, they've got a good bowling attack, but I agree they do need to um, they do need to score some more runs, I think, to be able to stand a chance at, at, at doing well in this league. Okay, so JG Meekins, uh, the next team. Um, so, obviously, this is another second 11. So, to get a second 11 into Div 1, you know, seems we've only got like three divisions, it's fairly good going. Um, we've We've played um, JG Meekins first and we've played JG Meekins seconds only two years ago. They are a young side and, you know, but they're very talented. They're a very talented bunch of group of girls. And you've got Charles Harrison who leads the way with that development of the women's game there. And you can tell the setup is, you know, secure and professional. Um just how everything's been gone about and that you know I feel like they're actually a club that's probably maybe you know five years ahead of their time as such definitely maybe five years ago um when they had set up girls coming through all the way you know and they keep their older players as well often there's a drop-off in women's cricket um after 18 whereas they you know although they may go to their ones. There are women that still play that are over 18 and they pretty much fill their um, first and seconds to help the bring the juniors on. Yeah, a young team may be slightly lacking in a little bit of experience. Mm. Um, I, they do tend to get bowled out quite cheaply. Um, and against better teams, it's going to be quite difficult to defend mm. those fours. But they look like they've got some very good bowlers there. Uh, Pagan Hardwick as well, Amy Wheeler, good at economical bowlers. Um, but yeah, they lost their first game very narrowly, I think. Not by many, not by much. So, you know, showing some good signs early on. So yeah, fingers crossed. Another another seconds team, as you say, Jen. Um, we always want to see them do well. Okay, so shall we move on to, to Milford Hall? Yes, the Milford Hall have got um, the Smiths, um, who I know, you know, 
there, Milford Hall through and through, um, and had da- Alex and Hannah and Mia's dad, um, umpires, and helps out with the women's team as well. Um, you know, it's nice to see families all involved with the women's game. Um, and, you know, we've, we've had very close games against Milford Hall. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ball in the past. Um, it was a shame that they play, it looked like they played with 10 on Sunday. So it was a shame to see that. But I saw that Millie Bendel was playing, um, who is a very good bat. Um, I know we struggled a couple of years ago to get her out. We posted a really good score and she just made it look like it was tiny. Um, so, you know, I, I always rate Milford Hall for a good win. Um, and I think in this division, they'll, they'll do quite well. I think I'm looking at the teams that we've got in there and it will always be very competitive. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they'll do okay. If they can get all their players on their day, they'll be a good team. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, the Smiths, are, they're, they're very good players. They didn't do much last year, uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't think they posted any friendlies, not that, I, not that I know of or I've seen. So maybe feeling a little bit rusty. But yeah, Millie Bendel, she's another very, very good batter. Um, and Milford Hall is a place that I quite like to go. And she's mm-hmm. a tough, she is a tough opponent. So she's available for most of her games. You know, Milford Hall do stand a, a good chance of, of running riot really I think because they are a very good very good squad and a very good team so what about the old Elizabethans um I have to say I don't know too much about OEs um I know a couple of the girls through the Worcester setup um are playing as Charis and Beth in there um and I think you know they are they're a team that have got quite a lot of the Worcester girls there um that have moved through the pathway I'm not sure how much experience there is in the side, but I think um, with the, the girls that they have got there, you know, that are perhaps under 15, under 17, maybe even under 19, you know, they're, they're a good outfit. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they get on. Yeah, well, I mean, 2019, they, they won their playoff against Aylswood, didn't they? Yeah. So, you know, they've obviously got a good setup there. They've got some good, strong players, you know, like we, you know, we've already spoken about Aylswood. So, um, yeah, like you say, I know I don't know many of them there, but Charis is a big one for me. She's a good, she's a good player, but yeah, not too much, not too much to comment, unfortunately. But you know, they seem to be doing well. So again, hopefully they they can push on again. 
So finally then we have Pershaw. So we've played um, quite a few games against Pershaw and um, they are a long-standing uh, women's cricket team. Coral and Carol, um, you know, have done so much for that club there. Um, and, you know, it's great to see them playing and getting us out, you know, frequently. Um, and, you know, it's they've they beat Milford Hall in that first game and it's, it's really nice to see them doing well. I know they're quite content in Division One. When we played them two seasons ago, they, you know, it was between us and them as the top two spots, and they were quite happy for us to go up and not and them to stay down. They, you know, they wanted a good game and they were happy to have a good game against us, but ultimately they don't they don't really right now want that challenge to go up into their prem. I think they want to play good cricket and they want to have a good game. But I think, and I think we'll talk about this in a second, that actually the Premier Division is a massive step up. And to keep girls involved can be quite tricky if you've got a massive step up. Yeah, it is daunting. It's definitely daunting going from, you know, Div 1 up into the Premiership. It is, you know, we will talk about it after. It is a big step. Um, the the experience, the thing that you need, and the talent as well, I think, to be able to cope in a Premier Division. You know, they seem good. First win, uh, their opener, uh, Savi got, you know, 72. Mm-hmm. So good with the bat. But yeah, a good bowling performance from them as well. So they sealed it off with their bowling performance as well. So, um, but yeah, we'll see how see how they go. Um, it's a shame, really, that they don't want to try and push on and, and test themselves, really. Um, but, you know, if they're happy there, then that's fair enough. Like you say, it's going to keep the girls playing. And- yeah, I think that's what they've had before, where they went up and then they lost some girls that was interesting and it just became a really hard year. And I think, I know, I know it, you know, when you go through something and you've had to really, really slog to get a team and then you get beaten and you, you know, things like that, it, it is, it can be tough. And like in the women's game, you need to have 22 players, you know, ready and available to get an 11 out on Sunday, you know, it's all very well in saying you need 11 players in a women's team, but actually, in the grand scheme, you need about 20 to make sure that you can have a feasible women's team. Um, and once you get to the Premier Division, you also have to think, well, actually, how hard that ball was hit at me on Saturday, would I put one of my under-13 juniors in that position? Yeah, you don't want to be going to a, a, a you know a Premier League game with you know eight players and having to drag in... Yeah. 13 year olds 12 13 year olds into into a very very difficult league so you know I, you know I you know I completely understand why they why they want to stay where they are um I, I suppose you know it gives them a good chance of winning this league though mm. so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out towards the end of the season yeah right brace yourselves there it's time for the big one it's now the premier division teams in this league are Berkswell, five ways old Edwardians JG Meakin Quat, Warmly and Warfield. So let's start with Berkswell. So um, we've got Berkswell, who we've played against um, a few a few seasons ago, who have made their way through up, up through the divisions um, and, you know, are a strong outfit. They have a lot of players who, you know, they, they just bat all the way up. They bowl consistent lines. They've, you know, you've got Gwen keeping um, G... Batting, got 55 at the weekend. 
you know, you're looking at players and you're thinking, oh, I recognise those names from county squads. Um, and, you know, and girls who are playing in the Central Sparks team. So I think that they are going to be a, a tough team this year. Yeah, very strong team. Burke's well. Um, not my favourite place to go, just yeah, purely on that reason. Uh, very, very hard team to beat. They they tick all the boxes, really, Burke's well. They've got quality batters, uh, you know, Tyler, Davison, Rhea Fackrell, if she's still there. I think last time we played Burke's well, she smashed a, an amazing ton to watch. I mean, she is, yeah. she is classy with the bat. Really hard to bowl at. <laughs> Very hard to bowl at. And again, with their bowling outfit as well, they just bowl that really niggly line. It's just so difficult to get away and you feel yourself forcing shots. So, you know, I think... If they they will do well again, Burke's well. They're a good. They are a very good team. Yes, yeah, definitely. They've got some some very strong batters and and bowlers. Um, so we'll definitely be be one of the teams to watch in in the Premier Division. Um, five ways old Edwardians. Um, we played um five ways. I think it was two years ago. They've they've been in this division for a while, but we played we entered a T Twenty, um, league and we played against them. We managed to beat them. Um, on that occasion so I feel like they're a similar kind of outfit to what Quat have got at the moment I think they've got a few girls that are coming up and through the ranks um, but I think you know there's there's some really good quality there and I hope you know I think we'll have a good game against them this season yeah, I think we've we've played five ways, uh, you know, quite myself. Mm-hmm. We've played five ways quite a lot. We seem to come across them quite a lot. Um, good players, very consistent. Um, Laura Hill, Phoebe Chu, all very good yeah. players. Uh, yeah. Again, it's a very it is a difficult game because they 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 play hard. Um, but uh, yeah, no, again, another one of another one of the places I don't particularly like going. Probably because I never do well when I go there. <laughs> I think I got bowled by a very decent inducker last time we were there at the 2020. Never do very well. Probably why I don't like going there. But, you know, <laughs> but, but I'll yeah, take that so, as availability then. Uh, yeah, no, it's not available for that game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, good, good players, very consistent. Um, I think again, I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be going down. You know, they've been there for a while. They're a good, steady team. They're, they're, they're in the prem for a while now. I think. Yeah, no, I have to agree. As you said, they're uh, it's always a good game when we played them in the cup. Um, we'll sort of move on to the team that we we faced on Sunday, JG Meekins. Jen, do you want to tell us your thoughts on them? Um, so it was a it was a tough game on um, Sunday, and one that we kind of knew we knew it was going to be tough on that that kind of like first first game. I felt like we perhaps could have tried we potentially could have had maybe a slightly stronger team but actually in the grand scheme I don't know whether it made much difference um you know we had a team that we played with um in when we were in division one and we beat teams quite comfortably um I think looking at JG Meekins who turned up on Sunday we had um I'd say we had a very similar bowling outfit um I think the bowling, there wasn't much difference in what we've got a quad and what there is at JG Meekins. However, the batting, when they came out to bat, it felt like a, a different level. It, they hit the ball extremely hard. They took risks. They 
you know, it was they were able to take risks though because obviously we didn't post um, enough of a score. But you know, there was there was some class in the batting on um, Sunday, and I think I think they could be potentially. And I know perhaps that wasn't their strongest team they put out on Sunday. So I think potentially these they could be a team that top the league. Um, but it depends how they get on with it with the other couple of teams that we know have got a strong outfit. Yeah, JG Meekins, that they're, they're always a good team. You know, they've got they've got the wild twins. Mm. Um, you know, Catherine and Charlotte are both very good players. Uh, Catherine especially is a, a very good bowler, very hard to get away normally, yeah. difficult to get off the deck. Bowls that nice steady line on a tempe almost every time. So uh, yeah, hard, you know, good, good bowling attack. Um, Davina Perrin's come up from the second team and she opened, uh, did well. You know, I, I, you know, watching on Sunday from the sidelines this time, but um, hitting the ball, like you say, hitting the ball hard. Nice, clean swing. Looks like a good first team opener now, I think. Yeah, I, I, think I completely agree. She, she looked really good coming out. Um, and I think there was just an air of confidence as well about it as well, which was really nice to see. Not so great from an opposing side. <laughs> yeah, but she gets wickets as well. Yeah. You know, she, she she's an all-rounder, easily, yeah. very, very good all-rounder. Opening the batting, she got 40-odd, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. Couple, couple, yeah. three wickets. So, yeah, a good player, to, definitely a player to watch in that team coming up from the seconds, mm -hmm. um, maybe last year or the year before. So, good, good, good girl to watch. So, the team that we probably all know the most about um, is Quat. <laughs> I wonder Never. Is. Really? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of them. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go on and I'll start us off as I have. Um, you have all. Yeah, that. so I think. Yeah. <laughs> up into this division, I've said before, it was always going to be a bit of a challenge. We knew that there's a step up. Um, we wanted the challenge. We wanted to get this pro the promotion. We we knew we had things to work on, and that's why, in a way, I'm really disappointed that 2020 didn't kind of go to plan, obviously, with trying to get training in, trying to get matches. There was no structured league or anything like that, and friendlies were actually quite hard. We managed to get a few in, but not perhaps as many as I would have liked or just you know how the season went and now not having any winter training I do feel as though that potentially not that we're like underprepared but I just wish we could be a little bit more prepared yeah you know it, it, the quad absolutely dominated absolutely dominated yeah. 2019 uh you know if I remember rightly it was a complete clean sweep yeah no blemishes in the score books whatsoever it was almost a perfect season for Quat. So it was a shame really to see that, you know, you know, 2020 to kind of go down the pan and not be able to sort of kick on from that amazing season. Probably one of the best seasons that Quat have had in yeah. well probably the best season that Quat have had. Um, and I, th I think that's the thing. We were bowling we were bowling teams out for low scores. And actually I think in a way that's almost now become a bit of a detriment having not had 2020 because now we're probably not ready with the bat um because we we only had to chase a, a smaller total um you know I, I believe in our bowlers and I know that we can we can take wickets it just 
making sure we have that opportunity. I don't know, what do you think, Beck? Yeah, I think it's going to be a very difficult season. Obviously, a big step up to the Premier Division. Um, you know, it, it's if the likes of, of Molly Backen and Emily Sherms can take, you know, continue taking the wickets they, they did in 2019, um, then I think, you know, quite stand a, a good chance of, of staying in this league. Um, it was good to see M Sherms also score some runs as well. I think the practice she's she's put in, in you know, over the winter period definitely showed. Um, and hopefully with um, obviously a few more games, you know, some other, other players will also get the form going and continue to get the form back that they did in 2019. Yeah, no, it'd be great to see, obviously, like, you know, you, Jen, at the top of the order, tricky as well, getting some runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, Robbo actually is going to come good this yeah. season. She is, a, on her day, she is a cracking player to watch. Yeah. Hits the ball so hard as well. Yes, One of those it. in the league that just absolutely whacks it. You don't want to be on the other side of it, really. So, yeah, a good batted outfit, good bowling outfit. I mean, it, we've seen it in 2019. So, mm. hopefully, you know, if the weather goes away, you can get in some some decent training and, and sort of try and relinquish what there was in 2019 and and give, you know, the likes of Berkswell and um, the better teams, I'd say, maybe at the minute, a run for their money. Definitely. So, warmly next. So, I think warmly... Um, you know, I think we've played against them a few times. I haven't played against them for a, a long while now um, because they've been in the Premier Division for so long. They're just, you know, you ask who's in the Premier Division, you think warmly there, you know, they won't be anywhere else. Um, they've got some strong players and, you know, you look down the, you look down the order and you think, OK, right, there's no tail, right, great. And, you know, you kind of... You are looking at the, that as a side and you're thinking, uh, it's almost like I'd love to watch the warmly Berkswell game and I'd love to watch the warmly JG Meekins game. I'd like to see those three games. You know, I'd love, I'd love to watch against them because I think they are like the top quality in this league. Um, and, you know, I'm, I think we've got warmly next as our game and we kind of run in with probably tough games as we go um and so you know i'm quite happy with how we try and take them on but i think it's going to be a tough game yeah they are they are they're again a very good outfit i mean you i mean you look at the opening pair of amelia and liz the skipper yeah. Liz, very good you know it's it, it you're hard to get them out really i mean your bowlers are going to be on top form good solid opening partnership um but yeah, again, another very strong team in the Premier Premier Division. It is shaping up to be quite a difficult, challenging league, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Warmly going to be going to be up challenging for that that first place. Um, finally, what's what's neighbours of Worfield? Um, so we've um, Worfield been in this division for a few years now. Um, they've kind of had the likes of Lara, Beth Chanel. Lucy, they all kind of like moved through together as a team. And I think that's what's helped Worfield stay strong. Um, I think now as those players get a little bit older, um, it's whether Worfield can make sure that they can maintain them coming back every Sunday, especially with some of those girls perhaps at uni at the moment, um, maybe not wanting to come back as much. Um, 
I'm sure they'll be back for the quad game. Um, so, um, yeah, but, you know, they're a strong side. It's kind of like we always have a good game against them. You know, I feel like a lot of us, we will, we, t- we turn up when we play Worthfield at court and we do try and keep a good game. We had a friendly against them last year and it went down to the last, last over needing six. So I do think, you know, it'll be a good game when we play them this season. Um, and it's mid, I think we've got mid July. So hopefully pitch will be really good and, you know, weather will be nice to us. Yeah. Again, a good outfit, you know, some very top class players in there. Obviously a rivalry for Quat, so a, a derby game, always a good one. You know, play hard on the pitch, but always, you know, everyone knows each other, Quat and, and yeah. Worthfield. So um, it's good to sort of like get stuck into a bit of competition on the game. But, you know, on, you know, once you step over the boundary coming off field, you know, everyone's mates and, you know, it's good to sort of like, you know, have a bit of a drink afterwards. But it'll be a good game. But yeah, again, Lara stands out at the top of the order. Obviously, Ellie Anderson as well. Um, mm. She's learning a lot from Lara, I think. Um, turning into a very, very good opening batter. Um, yeah, I think Ellie as well. She um, she bowled at me in the nets a few weeks ago, and like her bowling has really come on. Um, you know, she's bowling really nice in swing, and I, you know, I was struggling to play it as I was in the nets, and I was thinking. Oh gosh, what am I going to do? Um, so, you know, I, I'm really happy. She's at Bromsgrove School as well. So I think she's been getting quite a lot of cricket over the winter at school, which also, you know, helps massively. You know, anyone training or been able to train just helps. Mm. Right, some great stuff there. Um, so who do we think, who do you think is uh, is going to be challenging for that title? I think it's going to be a tough one. I think... I think warmly previous form um, and probably Burke's well as well up there for me. Yeah, again, I'm going to go the same with Jen. Uh, warmly, I would probably put down if I was going to, if I was a betting woman, I would put warmly to win this one. Um, Burke's well did lose their first game, obviously against warmly. So, but I think if we're looking at top two. It's, it, I think it's warmly and Burke's well for me. Yeah, it'd be be the same for me as well. But although I do think Meekins could could mm-hmm. cause an upset. So anyway, let's move on. Now, Super 8s, uh, Jen, over to you. Yeah, so obviously the Super 8s is um, part of the West Midlands League, but it's kind of used as, well, it's used for quite as a development league. Its format is um, eight players, pairs, hardball cricket. Um, really helpful to bring on batters, you know, I use that really as the competition for batsmen um, to have some time in the middle, get some overs under their belt um, and hit some balls at the end of the day because that's the best place you learn. So as quite, we're in the Group A with Forton, Little Stoke and St George's. Forton uh, won both their two games and unfortunately um, our game was cancelled with St George's. So I think... I think we'll stand a good chance. I don't know about Little Stoke, but um, I think it'll be between us and Fortin. Uh, in Group B, there is uh, Four Oak Saints, Wolverhampton, Philongley and Warmley. Like we've spoken about Warmley, you know, and their setup. So I think, you know, you've got to talk about them as finishing top. Um, maybe Wolverhampton. They, You say that and, you know, Wolverhampton and Four Oaks have won both their two games so far. So we'll see how that goes. 
In Group C, you've got Five Ways, Old Edwardians, King's Heath, Old Cester and Ragley, and Old Elizabethans. And so you've got um, Five Ways uh, won their two games so far. Um, so probably they're looking for top spot, maybe Old Elizabethans as well in that other spot. And in our the final group is uh, Nolan Dorridge, Solihull, Blossom Field, Berkswell and Hampton and Solihull. Um, Nolan Dorridge and Solihull have managed to win two of their games so far this season, um, beating Berkswell. So, you know, maybe a bit of an upset there, not having Berkswell finishing in the top. But I know Berkswell will use it very similar to us, perhaps having their under 13 girls um, and a few under 15s playing in this rather than playing them in Div 1 and the Prem. So, yeah, and then once the, the group rounds have been completed, there will be a finals day. Um, so hopefully if we get through to finals day as quad, we'll um, be able to play against some of these teams and maybe some teams that we haven't played before. So that's a great insight now, Jen. Now I think it's time we move on to the next section. So this is the part of the show where we delve into the mixed game and we pick out players playing in the various leagues and highlight some ones to watch. And throughout the season, we'll be shining a light on those performing well. And you never know, we may even get some of you on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. Jenny, right. So, Jenny, we're going to go on to you first. Let's uh, let's have a look at your three or four uh, players to watch this season. So I've only from having watched them um, with Quart, but also know that they play in lots of different men's leagues um, and divisions. Uh, Emily Cherms, she's one to watch playing in Pontsbury Ones, you know, really challenging for her as a player. Um, I expect her to get wickets and runs for the team. Um, I know they do rely upon her to make sure she, you know, contributes. So definitely someone who um, you're going to watch there. Uh, Kate Brazier, I'm really happy to see that she's playing uh, for the low seconds. Um, She's opening up the bowling, took a wicket in her six overs last weekend and it was really tidy overs. So I really hope she gets the opportunity there. Um, and it's one of those things, that actually, she's she's good bat as well. So hopefully, you know, Ludlow can see that as well. If some of those, some of their players perhaps struggling with the bat, Kate, you know, is reliable. Um, she's dug us out of a, a grave sometimes. So I think she's one to watch. And I think she, she really loves her cricket as well. Um, another one for me is Esther Herford. So she um, joined Quat in the last um, last year and she plays um, at Albrighton um, with her dad in the thirds and they play our quad thirds as well. Um, so I know I watched her play for the Albrighton team um, against our team a couple of years ago now and it was really good to see her bowling out some of the quad players. Um, you know, I had like a secret win inside me when she bowled someone else out. Um, and, you know, so I think she's been, um, she's at Shrewsbury School and she'll, she's been working hard over the winter with Gwen. So I think it'd be really good to see how she develops over the year. Brilliant. Love that. Now, Beck, let's have a look at your top three, please. So first of all, again, I'm going to go with, um, similar to Jen, I'm going to go with Emily Cherms, um, place for Park, place for Pontsbury. Um, I think she's going to have a, a fantastic season this year and, and could be key as well for Quat. I've also got um, Claire Boycott down as well, for who plays for Aswell Bank. I think she's going to be crucial um, 
for for the team, you know, both her runs and her wickets, um, in potentially making sure Aswood Bank um, secure promotion up to back up to the Premier Division. And I've also um, I also noticed that Hannah Hardwick has just transferred over to Five Ways too. Um, again, she can score quick runs, she can take wickets, and I think she will also be one to watch in that Five Ways team. Yeah, another three fantastic players there. Uh, for me, um, Laura Smitten, I've got here uh, at Earlswood, purely because of her age, I think, because she is under 18, I, I, I believe. Um, a very good player. I mean, you look at her runs over the last few seasons uh, and she's knocking out over 500 runs a season. You know, this girl is is a future star in the making and I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in uh, some sort of high-end setups um, in the future. Uh, second, similar to you, Beck, I've got Claire Boycott as well. Uh, you know, like you said, I think she will be pivotal for Aswood Bank they will be looking to secure promotion in that division. Um, if she's available, um, you know, she's got the run, she's got the wicket, she's great in the field. Um, she is an all-round star, so definitely her. Uh, and in the Premier Division, I kind of, was kind of a bit split between two players, really. I've got, you know, Ellie Anderson at, at Werfield. Great, great player, classy with the bat, great with the ball, uh, and again... You know, I think this is a unanimous vote here for, for Emily Cherms, for Chermsey. You know, with that extra training that she's had with the Central Sparks over the winter, she is going to be a, a key player for Quat and for Ponsbury as well. Um, great with the ball, you know, a good 50 to kick off a women's season with the bat. Very good player. She's going, she's going the distance. I think I agree with both your, you know, your players to watch there. I think Ellie Anderson definitely is a, a key one there. And I think she'll be valuable for Warfield. Um, you know, especially if they're perhaps lacking some players, I think she'll be really valuable. And, you know, Claire, as we've talked about before, you know, you just, you want her in your team rather than the opposition team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You do, don't you? Definitely. <laughs> anyway, that's nearly it. It just leaves us time to move on to our final segment. So just to finalise, we're looking at uh, what we're looking in for next episodes. Uh, we'll be bringing in some incredible guests, hopefully some of the girls we've been talking about in this podcast. Uh, we'll delve a little bit further into softball cricket and really look at the 100 for its second tournament. We'll also cover an array of women's topics, including uh, an interesting fundraiser that's kind of sitting on the back burner at the moment, but all will be revealed a little bit later on. So remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple Pods. And just to make sure that you've got everything and so everything sorted, you've got bat stickers that will be out now and merch to follow soon. So what we want to say from the first women's podcast, we'd like to thank... Everyone who's listened, thanks to Beck, thanks Naomi, and thanks to James for putting it all together. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon on the next episode. Yeah, it's been great fun. Looking forward to the next one. Definitely see you all then. Brilliant, guys. So take guys, care. Thank you very much. See you soon. In person next time, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next one, goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 